Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Until you ask it correctly. Welcome to the Reformatory Podcast, where we postulate on all things theological, life, and communicable. Oh. My name is Daniel Corey. I am a pastor at King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. And I am Josh Loftus, a member at said King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. Daniel, my friend, Yo. happy National Jelly Bean Day. Real talk, I love jelly beans. Jelly beans are good. So I don't like the weird flavor ones. Like, you know how they get really out there, like vomit flavored. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not flavored. Yeah. Uh, I don't like, so one that my wife loves, absolutely yeah. loves that I completely despise, the, pop, the, the buttered popcorn jelly bean. Can't do that mess. I can't take it because, because I'm the kind of guy, okay, are you the kind of guy that takes one jelly bean at a time or you take a handful like Skittles and put them all in and let all the flavors fight out? No, oh, you barbarian. No, no, dude. It's a handful of jelly beans and the flavors fight it out. But when the buttered popcorns are in there, it, it literally yeah. overcomes everything. I'm the, I'm the barbarian. I seek out all of the black licorice ones and I eat oh, them. Oh, look at you. Because those are my favorite. I like but it. The best, like uh, it. the best jelly beans are the, uh, the ones where they're the uh, Starburst, I think. It's like Starburst and Jelly Beans had a baby. Well, why not just eat, eat Starburst? Because it's like Sorry, this quarantine. This quarantine has like really made us like have very strong opinions about things that don't matter. <laughs> no, I think it's just revealed that we have strong yeah, opinions. It, that's right. It's like no, you take one jelly bean at a time. <laughs> I did hear that COVID-19 is the, uh, that's the number of average pounds gained by each person. And I, I believe like it. Per two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the name might change. It'd be COVID-34. Yeah, that's like, right. Ooh. It's like the freshman 40. It's, it's the COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so dude. But, okay. Uh, no. So how have you been surviving quarantine? Because me, it's been uh, so hard, been, but. I've been super busy. Um, okay. so I'm actually a little jealous of like all the people on Facebook where they're like, man, I've got all this free time. I'm reading all the books I've wanted to and watching all the movies that I, <sighs> I love. Know. 
I'm just a swamp with stuff. So, so um, I've been, I've been working. I've, I've had pretty much nothing but work. Right. And I've got a sure. friend on Facebook who's like, Oh, working through the Lord of the Rings trilogy again. I'm like, bro, but across the why, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to be that way? Cause I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. It's really Which good. Begs the question. What's that? What is the greatest trilogy of all time? Oh, or do you man. want to extend it to like, like top, top three? I don't think I could do the greatest because I love, okay, top three. Well, Lord of the Rings has to be in there. Which one? I know you're a big oh, Hobbit fan. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'm in the minority that actually likes the Hobbits. I don't, I actually enjoyed the Hobbit films. I liked them. I liked them. They weren't awesome. There were a lot Dude, of flaws. Do you hear that, do you hear that get, sound, Josh? Yes. Do you I, hear that sound? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. all of your street cred going down the street. I had no street cred to begin with. You stole it okay, all. Well, that's why you agreed to be the co-host of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's when all my street cred left. No, all right, so, so, uh, so no, I'm talking the I'm talking the traditional Lord of the Rings. Yes, the first trilogy, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King. The canonical three. Yes. Not the pseudepigraphal. No, no. Right. Three. So um, next, I really enjoy the Dark Knight trilogy. Christopher okay. Nolan. Fantastic films. Okay. Right. My 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 third one, which might be it, it's kind of a sleeper, and I don't know if you'll agree with it or not, but the let me guess. The, okay. The Matrix, especially no. that third one. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No. The Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, the, so I've never seen ones. any of them. Oh, dude, they are great. The ones with Andy Serkis uh, doing the mocap for Caesar. Oh, man. Those are great films. So those are probably, at least right now, my top three. My top three. Trilogies. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. How about you, buddy? Um, so it's got to be the, um, the greatest of all time is the Lord of the Rings yeah. first original three. Okay. The... Second would be the Dark Knight, so we're we're two for two so far. Okay. The third, um, obviously, I'm I can't pick the Planet of the Apes because I haven't seen it. Right. And uh, I'm not going to pick anything, um, not the original Star Wars, um, trash. You, you, you like the, the prequels? Other huh? waves of Star Wars, worse. And um, so what I'm going to do is like a. Uh, like a, a buffet trilogy so it's going to be the christopher nolan trilogy of the prestige oh. inception and interstellar i'm gonna go that i'm gonna go there i'm gonna make my own my own bundle pack yeah it's a bundle pack it's a holiday love special christopher pack. Nolan. he is a good director and all of my street cred was lost when i through shade on the uh, Star Wars thing. Yeah, the especially calling the original Star Wars trash is a pretty bold statement for for many many people. I'm a bold man, Josh. Uh, and while we're on the topic of king, debatable. Christ yes. is king. And we'll talk, yes, let's talk about is. his offices. That's let's, how you yeah, that's, that's how right. you segue in. Well done on that segue. Of glory. Yes, uh, Christ is king, the third and final installment of our Offices of Christ series. We've covered Christ being a the, the final and ultimate prophet, the office of prophet being fulfilled in Christ, the office of priest being fulfilled in Christ. Now we have come to the office of king, how Christ is our king, how he fulfills that role and office perfectly for his people. So, 
you remember like when the internet was on fire with Kanye's Jesus is King album? Yeah, that's right. That seems like a lifetime ago, bro. It does. It does. And it like you haven't really heard much since. Like he dropped another album, but I didn't listen to it. I listened to it. It wasn't that great. That's that's probably just lost me street cred too. But it was okay. It was okay. Gotcha. But Jesus is king, man. Kanye is correct. Yeah. Jesus is king. Um, yeah. So we look at the, just, just like we looked at how the offices of priest and prophet were given and kind of administered in the Old Testament. When we start to look at the office of king, the office of king in the Old Testament has a little different of an origin story, which I find interesting. Origin story like, uh, like Spider-Man? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Saul got bit by the king spider. <laughs> yeah. And his uncle died. And his uncle but... died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, people go to uh, it's like after the period of the judges, Samuel is reigning as or ruling as prophet mm. and judge, which is kind of a weird combination. Uh, and they look at his sons and they're like, "Man, your sons are idiots. Uh, we do not want them to reign over us." Dude, again, following the train, like the prophet's dude. sons, dude. What in the world? Not good. Losers. Dude, they they were they were PKs, prophet they, sons, they, prophet kids, prophet <laughs> you know, kids. PK um, prophet sons would be PS, Daniel. PS. Well, yeah, <laughs> letters are hard, but um. Yeah, so they, they want a king, and there's an interesting like, little interchange. They say, uh, we want a king like the nations. Right. And so the, the, the motivating fact, I don't think it was wrong for them to desire a king because in Deuteronomy 18, there are rules and regulations put into the law to make a provision for a king. Mm-hmm. But them ju- ju- like jumping the gun and asking for one, what seems to be prematurely and with wrong motive, um, yeah, not a good thing. So no. God brings them Saul, which if we've read Genesis uh, 49, we should know that the king should arise from Judah, not right. from Benjamin. Saul is from Benjamin. So already like there should be like alarms and alerts going off in our mind going like, this is not, this is, this is not going to go well. And it's like, man, he was beautiful. He was tall. And you're like, mm, mm, never goes still well. Not great. Kind of like, so, kind of like George Clooney's Batman. He was um, tall, good looking. It did not go well. Yeah, I, I could. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, 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 I can't help but wonder if if they'd been patient and waited on the Lord and um, hmm. let Samuel rule for the you know his life and uh, and then I wonder if David would have been presented as the ruler from judah uh the ruler from whom christ would come and um so that like that's the first kings in israel um the first first king is uh spoiler or maybe maybe not shocking to anybody uh adam in the garden yep all the commands given to adam are to rule and to reign so he he carries out what a king does so if a prophet speaks on god's behalf if a priest mediates on god's behalf a king rules on god's behalf and so adam is he's the i guess you call him the trifecta he's he's a prophet priest and king as well right and he was to rule and reign uh the over the earth as like uh what we call like a co-regent um or a vice regent and to rule on god's behalf on the earth that that had a short run not gonna lie 
Very short. Very short. He wasn't. He wasn't a great king. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit, he wasn't was. great. Wasn't for a little great. bit, he was a perfect little king. Um, Didn't a perfect little king? That sounds like sounds like a kid's nursery book. <laughs> the perfect little king. <laughs> Read, read by Daniel Corey. He had a great imagination. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> he named all the animals. <laughs> and then things, uh, as far as kings go, they get squirrely again real quick. You have issues with Solomon's rule. Uh, there's like a, an attempt to steal the throne. Right. And then he does it, and then he assassinates everyone. And then he collects a huge harem. And yeah. then it's not also good not from great. then on out. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like when when we as humans, fallen human beings, try to force something to happen instead of waiting on the Lord and his promises. It's almost as if the consequences normally don't go in our favor. Yeah, I'd say always, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, would, and you yeah. you see, I mean even like like you were saying even in Israel's desire to be like the other nations, yeah, that their reasoning for wanting a king, their impatience, mm-hmm. uh, was wrong, mm-hmm. and it cost them dearly, and it cost them years and years and years and years of horrible kings, being horrible representations of the fulfillment, obviously in Christ. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you often wonder. Obviously, there are no what ifs in the sovereignty of God, but sure. but, it, but it's hard to it's hard to not wonder if. What if, what if they would have waited? Yeah. And, and, and King David, right? The man after God's own heart, flaws and all, but would have been the first king. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a huge testament. I think when, to, when we try to force something because we believe we know what is right instead of waiting on the Lord and allowing him and his timing to be the thing that, that dictates our lives. Uh, the consequences are very, very interesting. I think there's a lot to learn there watching how the, especially the office of king kind of manifested itself in, yeah. in, in, in Israel. Yeah, one, one of the uh, points that I've tried to communicate with uh, my eighth grade class on um, Old Testament survey, because we just got done with uh, first and second kings. That's a rough read. It's just yeah. like train wreck after train wreck after train wreck after train wreck of kings. And uh, the thing that I've been trying to communicate to them is um, by the time they go into exile, you've, you've had repeated over and over and over and hopefully driven into our heads, we need a better king mm. than this. We need a better king than obviously like, and it's easy to say for like Ahab and stuff, sure. um, but we need a better king than David. Right. Or, or, why or think- Josiah. Yeah, or yeah, any of them. Yeah. Um, even like you know, we usually point to David as like you know the greatest of the um, kings of Israel. Right. Um, he made some major mistakes, uh, yeah. not just with Bathsheba, but with numbering the people and um, bringing about you know major pestilence, like seventy thousand people dying and sure. moving the ark wrong. Like he was not a perfect person. So even when we read his life, we we should walk away saying. David is good, but we need someone far better. Right. And so the the pathway through the kings is it's it's leading us to Christ, where we where we rejoice at a king who's got a better heart for God than David and is wiser than Solomon. And hmm. um, we we've been 
we've been seeing shadows leading us to Christ. And so that when we, when we find him yeah, and we hear, he actually talks, if you compare the way Solomon, like the Proverbs read and the way Ecclesiastes reads and the way Jesus talks, there's actually quite a big similarity there. Right. Um, he's presented as wiser than Solomon, greater than David, greater warrior than David, greater yeah. heart than David, uh, greater kingdom than Solomon. So by the time we get to Jesus, we, we are ready for him. We've seen all of what we don't need. And then we're presented with him as exactly what we do need. Yeah. 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 No. And, and that, that, that brings to mind the question in my head is as, as we are, as we've seen the failures in the old Testament and we know that Christ is the perfect fulfillment of that. I think one of the questions that comes to my head is why do we need a King? Why is the office of King necessary and good for us? And the first thing that kind of pops into my mind is that I, with me knowing the sinfulness of my heart, my propensity to wander, I I need to be ruled. Mm -hmm. I need a king. I need a master. I need one to look at and be the object of my loyalty, of my affections, of my allegiance. Because if I don't have that, it's naturally going to be me. It's really the only other option. Yeah. Is it's either going to be Christ on his throne or it's going to be me placing myself on the throne of my heart. We need Christ as our king, right? What do you, how about on your end? Yeah, I, we, we need God's rule and authority um, meted out or um, extended into the life of his people. So, like, again, to steal from Mr. Mark Jones uh, in his book, Knowing Christ, he says, Christ carries out the office of king in subduing us to himself, in ruling and defending us, and in restraining and conquering all of his and our enemies. So if we just take a, like, poke at that definition for a little bit, I think the why of why do we need a king is really evident. Uh, number one, we're a sinful, rebellious people, and we need to be subdued. Mm-hmm. And he is a conquering king, subdues his people. Um, we're a rebellious people, and we need to be ruled. We are an afflicted people, and we need to be defended. Um, so, yeah, the picture of Christ as king is he comes and he conquers us and makes us his willing uh, subjects, and then he takes up our defense. Mm-hmm. So he... because we have enemies we need to be defended by him and so we can't defend ourselves, and uh, we are defended by um by him it's that there's a line in uh i think it's judge the secrets it's i think it's a song grace song um says you've conquered my soul now be its defense I i love that imagery of like you you've come and conquered me now I desperately need you to defend me. Right. And right. so um, he carries out both of those in his offices, Davidic King. Yeah. Yeah. Heidelberg uh, question, uh, Heidelberg catechism question 31. I says that Christ is quote, our eternal King who governs us by his word and spirit and who defends and preserves us in the enjoyment of that salvation he has purchased for us. It's just, it's, it's this incredible picture of us, a rebellious people mm. being conquered 
by who we perceive to be the enemy, but then Christ conquering us turns us into his people and now turns around and defends us from any enemy attacks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incredible, wonderful picture of Christ as our King. So yeah, with, with Christ as a King ruling and reigning and defending um, presented as the Davidic King, the, the, the culmination of the Davidic covenant or the covenant made with David that there would be one who would sit and reign on his throne forever and ever and his kingdom will not know an end. Uh, what do you do or what do you say with that slice, that section of Christian theology uh, that says that Christ will be king in a future kingdom, sure. but he's not ruling and reigning right now as Davidic king? Yeah. I yeah. know you know of what I speak. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, I, so yeah. I was I was told, yeah, I was told in seminary that Christ isn't seated on his on the Davidic throne, and yep. he's not ruling over his kingdom right now. Right. So you have a king who doesn't have a throne and doesn't have a kingdom. That's mm -hmm. very problematic. And they would go. Some would go so far as to say he is not king right now. Right. Um, that's a more extreme summary of it. But most would say that his kingdom is not right now. Right. It is a future reality. What, 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 are, you, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> combating? Because I think it's actually a pretty common theological you know, position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it is. Um, personally, I think, I mean, obviously, I think that's wrong. I think that if, if we are to... I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I think if we are to say that Christ's kingdom is not current and future um one of christ uh, then obviously a consequence of that is one of christ's offices is not being fulfilled currently so he's fulfilling priest he's fulfilling prophet but he's no he's not fulfilling king for us at the moment i have a problem with that theologically in that i see scripture and i look at everything is currently as a footstool for my savior's feet he is over and supreme over everything. I believe in the supremacy of Christ. Uh, I think there's that, that awesome sermon by, was it Piper, the, the supremacy of Christ, where he talks about how every living thing is under subjection to the rule and authority of Jesus Christ because of, his, because of who he is, because of what he did on the cross and where he is seated now. And if we're going to say that some things are not currently under subjection under the feet of our king, um, I have one, <laughs> and I guess I'll go it from this angle. That that's uh, that's scary to me. Yeah, that I, is scary. I think a lot of these folks would say that Jesus is he's still in control. Um, he's still sovereign, but as far as occupying the the things that were promised to David, he doesn't do that yet. Um, and we're not, and they would say we are not in his kingdom now, that, that his kingdom is a future kingdom only. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, this is the, the, the age of the church. And um, yeah, I, I think that, I think there's some major problems with that view. Um, especially like when the Lord shows up and says that, I tell you that if I've, uh, if I cast out demons, that the kingdom has come upon you. 
you know, it's you know right. kind of hard to deny that that's exactly what he was doing or told them that the kingdom was among you, um, that there are, that we are the sons of the kingdom. Um, I mean, all of the language in the new Testament points to that we, that Christ came and inaugurated his kingdom. Now, is it growing like leaven in a lump or like the stone in Daniel that is growing into a mountain? It is growing. Yeah. Um, will it reach a final culmination? Yeah. But he is ruling and reigning right now. Like that, that's the only way I can understand um, like Psalm 110. And then it's quoted over and over again in Hebrews uh, chapter one and I think chapter two. But sit here until I make your uh, enemies a footstool for your feet. feet. He's told to rule, that's a king word, in the midst of his enemies. So that's what Christ is doing right now. He's ruling as king in the midst of his enemies, and he's in the process of bringing all things into subjection under his feet. Like that's that's what a king does, and that's what he's doing right now. Yeah, well, well, again, I mean, look at, look at, what the king was responsible in the Old Testament. Look at the office of king, the responsibilities, the things that the king does. I am not going to say that Christ is not doing those currently. Christ is conquering hearts. Christ is defending his people. Christ is rule over everything. He is supreme. That is what it means to be a king. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christ is doing even now. So to say that Christ is not king you can't divorce it from what we see the picture of king being in the old testament you can't you can't say well christ is you know what what it means to be a king now is completely different well yeah christ it's different in that christ fulfills it perfectly he doesn't lack the ability to do it mm-hmm. but christ is conquering hearts he is conquering us he is ruling us he is defending us christ is enacting every aspect of what it means to be a king currently right now because that's what he bought and paid for on the cross at Calvary. Mm-hmm. So how is the, the knowledge that Christ is king, how is that a, like a comfort to, um, to just Joe and Jane believer right. um, slugging it out in the Christian life? Yeah. Um, how, how do we, how do we make sure that we don't just leave this in like a theological category of like, sure. Oh, neat. Right. I guess Jesus is a king and a prophet and a priest and yeah, and I, yeah. that's that's nice. Uh, our orthodoxy the, needs to affect our orthopraxy, right? We need to we yeah. need to actually have a practical change. Yeah, yeah. So so one of the applications, I guess, that that we take away that Christ is king means that all of his words and he is he's the final word given, as uh, as Hebrews says. Um, God has spoken to many times and in many ways through the prophets, but in the last days, he has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. So Christ is the culmination and the fullness of the revelation of God. And so his words are a king's words to his people. Hmm. And they should carry a king's weight in the hearts of his people so that we as his people are under his authority. Hmm. So it really doesn't matter, ultimately, the what the desires of the uh, governing authorities are around us if they contradict um, his authority. I just, I just this morning read uh, the book of Daniel and uh, the part where 
Daniel's three friends are standing and their governing authorities tell them um, to bow to the, the cultural idol of Nebuchadnezzar. And they say, yeah, not like, no, we, we are right. men under authority. Uh, we are under a different king. Yeah. So that pervades into the Christian's life where, yes, we're, we're commanded to obey our governing authorities and our civil magistrates. But if ever those commands um, violate God's law, the, then the Christian answers to the true king and, and we follow him. Yeah. That, that extends yep. every area of life. That oh, oh, yeah. No, the right totally. to, to command and speak over every area of my life. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That is, that is, I think one of the main applications that we should definitely be taking as Christ as our King is that he, he is final rule. He is King. He makes the rules. He makes the laws. We follow those above everything else. Um, For me, I, I, there's this quote by John Calvin that I think sums up, at least for me, um, just the great comfort that comes from knowing that the King that is over me is, is Christ and not an imperfect representative. Mm -hmm. Um, Calvin says that uh, we may patiently pass through this life with its misery, cold, contempt, reproaches, and other troubles, content with this one thing, that our king will never leave us destitute, but will provide for our needs until our warfare ended, we are called to triumph. So how, how is that like a tremendous comfort to you? In that uh, <laughs> when I'm alone and my anxiety hits and uh, there's times of depression and customers cuss me out and friendships are on the rocks and what, whatever, whatever it is that's causing pain and trouble in this life, because this life is full of trouble. Um, I know that I have a king that is advocating for me perfectly. Nothing is out of his reign. Nothing is out of his control. Mm-hmm. And with all the power that he has under his hands, I know that all of it is meant for my good mm-hmm. and that my King loves me and rules not with an iron fist of tyrannical justice, but because of Christ, uh, mercy and grace um, to me. And that is very, very comforting to know. I have a King that is that powerful that I, when I pray to, I know he listens. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing I would add to that is uh, as King, he also defends all of his people. Mm-hmm. And if you just take a, the, the, the story that Jesus told about the, the binding of the strong man and the plundering of his house, yeah. it actually works in the other direction as well, which is if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you are a member of his house. Um, he will defend you against all, all enemies and he's a he's a strong man who cannot be bound, mm. and so you will not be plucked out of his hand or out of his house. You you won't be plundered by someone greater than him. He he is king, defends you, and cannot uh, ever be conquered. And so we can rest in the fact that Christ defends each and every one of his people. Um, there is citizens, and what yeah. and what king would allow his citizens to be? Um, taken off into captivity Mm. not this one no no our king is the lion man of judah yeah and all his enemies flee before him yep and that is an incredible incredible knowledge that christ goes before us and we get to (laughs) sit back and and enjoy the uh the benefits of having a warrior king 
solid uh, ghost ship quotation there. Yeah, man. There yeah, you go. I, I, I was wondering that. if you're going to get it. I caught that. The Lion Man of Judah. <laughs> it's such a great song. Oh, man. So check it out. Ghost Ship, Lion Man of Judah. It's an oh, excellent man. song. Do it. Do it. Well, Daniel. So Josh, speaking of kings. Okay. Yes. Speaking of trilogies. I'm just going to leave the segues a, uh, to you, buddy. What's that? I'm just going to leave the segues to you, man. You're, you're way better. Yeah, that's right. I, I've already hit a couple trees with my segue. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a uh, to close out today. Because uh, one of the delightful effects of COVID-19 has been no Korean culture. Uh, I know, you like that. Dude, think, oh, of, okay, love it. I, think of the glory, first and foremost, the glory of when we all get to come together again and worship. That's going to be fantastic. Sure. But also think of the glory of when you and I get to podcast together again and have Korean culture. I'm loathing it's, the last of oh, all. It's going to be so comparable. I won't even tell you some of the ideas that people have suggested because I hate them. But um, what do you got for we, me? We've got a which Lord of the Rings character are you quiz. Oh, we are so nerding here's out what I'm today. Thinking. Uh, I'll read. Uh, we'll alternate reading the question and the answers. Don't okay. tell me what uh, or oh, let, no. Let's each say what we're gonna what we're gonna answer for our own self. But we don't gotta okay. unite on this. Okay. So All I'll right. go ahead and take take point on the first one. Okay. You could use any weapon in the world. Which would it be? Bow and arrow, broadsword, axe, enchanted sword. Magic is man's best friend. <laughs> uh, dude, I am uh, I am embracing my Nordic heritage. I'm going with an axe. I got to go enchanted sword, but okay. uh, right. ex excellent go. choice there on the axe. All right, next question. When you sit down for a meal, what does it usually include? Lots of meat and beer organic foods, homemade food, uh, and my closest of friends. I don't know if you're eating your closest of friends or if they are yes. gathering with you. <laughs> he's a tender guy. Okay, yeah, he's very tender. <laughs> um, just plainly a feast or a light meal, tea included. I'm gonna go uh, lots of good meat and beer. So I'm gonna go homemade food and my closest friends because I enjoy cooking for my friends. And you're a cannibal. And yeah, we'll go with that. All right, go for it. When it comes to girls slash guys, you have one and you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I have you, Daniel. I'm happy. <laughs> to everyone who may be wondering at this moment, I've not pre-proof read this quiz. Yeah, how is this Lord of the Rings? It's turning into like... The next is I find no need for one. Okay. Uh, take what you can get. Okay. <laughs> a bit shy. Okay. Are looking for the perfect one. All right, I'm so, going to go uh, have one. Uh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm happy for the sake of all that is good and holy. Let's just choose that one and move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. You and your comrades are out. Oh, oh, sorry. My phone's freaking out. Okay. You and your comrades are out when you are attacked by many orcs. What do you do? Start attacking from afar chop them up get scared but fight as best as you can fight and guide the others protect the others i don't know how some of these are mutually exclusive um, um well i have an axe so attacking from afar isn't going to do me much good because i'm going to at throwing i'm going to lose my one weapon <laughs> i might get one of them um chop them up i mean that's what you do with an axe man that seems that seems like a I'm gonna go fight and guide the others. Yeah, I'm gonna do protect the others. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with that. Over chop them up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Because right. I and I got you know I got I got you know uh, little brothers. 
I got a prefect. You have Piddle Brothers? Little Brothers. Ah, that makes more sense. <laughs> you are in the market, and there are a lot of people there. How do you feel? Uneasy. I'm a loner. I don't really pay attention to the people. <laughs> That's quite the okay. <laughs> okay, I do... I do not fear. Okay, I do not fear people. I'm okay if I'm with a friend or two, suspicious of who might be out there, but otherwise fine. So real talk, it's the last one for me. <laughs> I knew that would. Be I'm nice. always suspicious, man. Like I asked my wife when we were first dating. I've gotten better, but anytime we were in crowds, like I was a nervous little chipmunk. I'm gonna go with. I don't really pay attention to the people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sadly, that's a little too true. Sometimes. It's a little too true. Yeah. I mean, you don't re you don't respond to my texts. Uh, that's intentional. I mean, uh, uh, what? Yeah, that's fair. Next question. We're halfway done. Oh, no. Your best friend has just been killed. What is your immediate reaction? That would never happen on my watch, by the way, but continue. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I go and see if I can bring them back to life. <laughs> I don't exactly have a best friend. Ooh. I, <laughs> ouch. I am sad, but mostly do not show it. Feel sympathy, but hide it. Cry and get depressed. Mm. Well, I'm going to say I'm not, sad, but mostly don't show it. With you not responding to my texts, I'm choosing I don't exactly have a best friend. <laughs> I thought you were going to say cry and get depressed. <laughs> your best friend just died. Why would I be the one to cry and get depressed? Why? Well, if why your best friend died? Well, why why are you trying to hide it then? Dude, because I'm like bad. Like, <laughs> ugh, go fight junk. <laughs> you need right. to pick one. You're right. Fine. I would cry probably and get I would probably cry and get depressed. Whatever. Thanks, Dave. What would you do if you were given the ring? I'm gonna assume oh. that's the ring of power. I'm assuming that's the ring of power. Probably take it for myself. Mm -hmm. I would never take the ring. I would never be offered the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't Give nobody giving me the ring. <laughs> I do not want it. Hesitate, but do as I'm told. Oh. Um, dude, I, I would never be offered the ring. Nobody nobody's wanting to give me that. I'd give it back. Would you? Yeah. That's what Aragorn did. Yeah, that's right. Are you just trying to answer these as Aragorn? No. You just want to be Aragorn, aren't you? I am Eric. All right. Rumor has it, evil is brewing in the forest. What do you do? I feel like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons right now. And like, I really feel like we are nerding out like crazy. Now, <laughs> Roll thank you. Now my conscience is afflicted. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Those <laughs> fundamentalist roots go deep. <laughs> all right. Rumor has it, there is evil brewing in the forest. What do you do? Show up just when all hope is lost. Fight. You have no reason to fear evil. Go fight scared the whole way rather or, or gather some people and fight it don't worry about it it doesn't affect me fight you have no reason to fear evil dude i'm going with that one that one's awesome especially with the with the uh podcast topic we just had you are asked to describe yourself in one word which do you use courageous compassionate wise strong loyal wise guy was not one of the maybe that you could park that under wise there neither Josh. of us should be choosing wise um uh, <laughs> i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go strong there you go strong and loyal all right question 10 somebody has decided to write a book about you what is its title oh Lord man yeah 
<laughs> against all odds, the best and the worst war. Never give up. One man, two sides. Beyond all fears. I'm going to go uh, the best and worst of war. I'm going to go beyond all fears. Yeah. I think yeah. What is that even supposed to mean? It means I, I know you. Okay. Well, we'll take a best friend quiz next time. All right. <laughs> opportunity to landscape your lawn? What on earth? Oh, all right. Get that what on earth? Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. How do you do it? Depends on my mood that day. Yeah. Elaborate garden with brick pathway. Mm. Rocks. Lots of rocks. Trees. Some smaller plants. Small garden and lots of grass. So I grew up with a garden. It wasn't a small garden. It was a big garden. I enjoyed having a garden. And a lot of grass. I'm going Log, with Logger's son. I'm going to go trees. Okay. There you go. Last, last one. Last question. What is the one thing you would regret if it ever happened to you? <laughs> I regret nothing. Ever. <laughs> Doing something to cause me to lose my best friend. Oh. Hurting the love of my life. Giving somebody a task they aren't able to accomplish. Making... A mistake that would disappoint a lot of people. Jeez. Um, dude, doing something to cause me to lose my best friend—that would be it's pretty rough. That would be rough. I'm going with that one. I'm going with uh, disappointing a lot of people. Okay. Submit. Submit. Calculating, Calculating result. results. Almost, Almost done. done. Get, Get results. results. Take the short survey to see your result. What? Ain't no way. Are you serious? I have to take a survey to see the results of my survey? <laughs> no! Hold on. This can't be right. Are you serious right now? No, no, no. Okay, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm legless. How? How are you legless? I don't know. Okay, I am... <laughs> I'm Frodo. <laughs> That makes sense. No, it doesn't. Shut up. Dude. <laughs> it makes zero sense. You're right. You're, you're more like Sam. But I would Frodo's... rather be Sam. You're more like Sam. Thank you. But apparently apparently, the crying and getting depressed made me Frodo. <laughs> Here, so here's, here's my description. Okay. You are a loyal fighter. You stay to your sword. It's Legolas. <laughs> and you would never backstab anyone. Your arrows... <laughs> Hit your sworn enemy, and when they do, they sting. Your friends never have to worry about you as long as they don't cross you. I don't want to read my description. I want to, I want to hear it so bad right now. Oh, for listen, the only question they asked me was, "How old are you?" Yeah, that's the, that was mine too. All right, my description is this: You're a bit of a wimp, but. If you must do something, you will overcome fears to do it. Even so, you are a caring person who likes to have friends. You don't look or think like you were born for greatness, but you never know. Oh, Josh, that nail on the head there. Dog. Shut up. <laughs> this was the worst idea ever. This was the worst idea <laughs> In the world, I'm never taking one of these quizzes again. Dude, this is way better than Curry on Culture. No, well, it was not. Thank Ladies you and gentlemen, listening. can you please head on over to the Reformatory on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter. Give us some likes. Give us some reviews uh, on iTunes. It helps us get this podcast out to more people. 
If you would please support us on Patreon, that'd be awesome. Before we leave, two new Patreon supporters, Corey King and Brent Chittam. Thank you so much, both of you, for your support of the podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys coming alongside us and helping us out. Uh, it's listeners like you that help this podcast to keep going. So thank you very much, both of you. You guys are great. You guys are awesome. Thank you all for listening and uh, join us next week as we find out um, are Josh and Daniel actually compatible as friends quiz? I'm writing that one myself. I can, I can, <laughs> I can tell you what it's going to come out with. I guarantee no. it's all going to be multiple choice <laughs> answers. Oh, <man. laughs> Later. All right, you guys have a good day. Bye. Out. Out.